We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard balm. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. Um, what can you think back about a time at the box at CrossFit Rife where had you communicated better with your membership base, you would have saved yourself a lot of time or stress or even money? How big of a time block would you like me to give you? I can give I mean, it in I can give it in days, months, or years. <laughs> because it's pretty common, right, amongst box owners. Uh, I would say legit even now i think we could do it better but i would say the the past three years maybe four we've gotten to the point where we understand like where the touch points are like what are all the requisite kind of holes that we need to punch with regard to communication and where 
to make sure that everybody is on the same page. So I'll tell you how we would gauge it. So when we were hosting seminars a little bit more frequently, I want to say like it, maybe 18, maybe 17, 17, 18, like around that time frame. I want to say we hosted like eight seminars that year. It was a lot. Eight to ten. It was a lot. It was like every it was like every month, almost every other month. Right. And, and, and for those listening, it, it's a lot in the sense that you're basically charging your members to come in and use the facility, but then saying, hey, eight weekends out of the year, right. You can. Right. Which is why I don't host as much now because it, like as the as the box grows, it becomes more of a pain point for people. Now it's, now it's not just 20 people who showed up on Saturday. Now it's a hundred between the classes and weightlifting that are out for the weekend. Um, and it may mess up training schedules and a bunch of other stuff for weightlifting needs and all that. So, so we, we really put a lot of thought to it, but the, to the point was the way we would gauge if we communicated well, is if we shut down for a seminar and somebody showed up for class on Saturday morning and it happened more often than not, I will tell you that. It happens almost every weekend when you work a seminar, right? You see, like, you, you could tell, like, someone walks in, they look confused, <laughs> and then they approach you, like, you own the place or work there, and you're like, hey, I'm just here for the weekend. I yeah, think everybody's meeting at a park or something. Right. Um, and we get a fair amount of drop-ins, and even at this point now, I don't honestly don't remember the last time it happened. So even with the drop-ins, because of, like how, like, kind of how – how people communicate with us for the purposes of dropping in, we can snag them and make sure that they know that we're closed. So they're not just showing up randomly. Um, so then it becomes different type. Like, what am I communicating? Not just closures. Like that's obviously the big one that is a pain point for obvious reasons, but then it's other things about, are we doing a workshop or, you know, launching things three days before and hope and wondering why nobody showed up, you know, Even dumb shit like that. Even closings, which don't happen very often at boxes, can be communicated better because we think, okay, well, hey, every every class in front of the whiteboard, we talk about it, but then maybe one coach forgets or someone shows up late or they just weren't in that week, they're on vacation. And, and what you and I recommend to all of our affiliates is everywhere you can, whatever the message is, put it out there. So that means Instagram, Facebook, at the whiteboard, your newsletter, any way you can. Some, some. If you can do Text. mass texting, exactly. Right. And multiple times, by the way. Yeah, if, if if you put it up, I don't know how the algorithms work on social media, but just because you put it out there doesn't mean every one of your members saw it. Ten percent, maybe on the high end. Yeah. So, which, by the way, I was just having this conversation earlier today with uh, with somebody about about like how long, how, how many times they should put something out like that. And remember, and most gyms are like this. Most gyms are running probably some, I'm just, I'm going to swag this, but like something around 1500 to 3000 followers per gym. Is that fair? Yeah. I think that's about average. Roughly. Right. But, but let's call it be like, but well, you're talking about a gym that has a hundred people in it, which means of the 10%, a good portion of them are not even members. <laughs> Yeah, that, that brings up the question, who is following these gyms? Because you're right, like most gyms have 
a couple thousand followers on Instagram. People that have been there, other gym owners, other members. So like there's overlap from like a lot of people in the region, you know, like there's a, there's a ton of people. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the number is, but like, I don't say a ton. There's a, a fair amount of people that I'm aware of that follow the podcast or that are in affiliate you that follow CrossFit Rife. So if I'm putting out stuff and then they happen to be part of that 10%, well, that's not useful to the rest of my member base, you know, which is going back to the point, which is you cannot put things out too many times in too many places, particularly if it's important. And if I'm not spamming people with nonsense, then it's okay to put this information out. You know, there's, there's some kind of general rules of thumb with regard to frequency and timeline and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the short answer is like, you should, you should get in the habit of communicating with people regularly, but not just about, you know, events. events. So it, it, that's a, that's a general con. This is something uh, my wife honestly pushed me towards a couple years ago, jested young Jess, um, <laughs> that, that most of the time we're just asking people for things when we communicate with them. What do you mean like, by that? Hey, meaning like, oh, we're running a t-shirt sale or we have a workshop right. or we have an event that we want you to come to rather than giving via that's, communication. That's a really good thought there. And I think that's part of why people don't communicate enough because they're able, well, A, they're just unsure what they should or shouldn't communicate, which I'd like to dive into. But like Gary V always talks about that jab, 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 yep. right hook. I think a really, you know, you and I, when we talk about feedback, we like to have binary yes, no stuff. If you're a box owner or a coach, go on your, on your Instagram and see what the communication is. You're right. Is it, Hey, we have a new t-shirt. Hey, come to this event. Hey, buy this. Hey, you know, by the way, we're, we're opening up a, a workshop. They you know, sign up for that. Here, here's the 5 PM class. Yeah. Have, you know. have a, I, I've got, you know, and we all see those people. I got this guy on Instagram that I'm friends with and like every one of his posts is an ad. And I'm right, like, which is annoying. Like I, I'm blocking you at that point. Like, yeah, you're, it's like you're stealing, you're stealing my time. Yes. I mean, we can argue about whether or not that's his fault or my fault, right? I don't need to be on social media, but, but yeah, it's like, even if you're getting paid by these ads and these companies, it's like, you, you're, you're no longer, I guess, authentic might be the right word or, you right. know, it's, and, and that's everybody. Like you need to be putting out value. I mean, even this podcast, yes, we have affiliate university. Yes, we have merchandise. Yes, we have Patreon. You can check us out on. Yes, we have some sponsors. Check out Doc Spartan. But we, we put what this percentage? Out. Yeah, but what percentage of you would you say is giving versus asking? For us like 98 percent is good i would i don't know if it's 98 but it's high it's 99 right like it's it's high like we and we put out hundreds of podcasts beforehand before ever starting or launching anything and so and and the point is not like hey hey pat us on the back we're good but the point is like we both approach it from that standpoint and we had uh some pretty extensive conversations about that too by the way before we designed anything it's just like hey let's give first and at which point people will find it valuable or not. And then, then you can, you know, go in for the ask, if you will. And this is kind of like a bigger discussion, but it, it, it does apply at a micro level to your clients. So right? and figuring out how to complete and figuring out how to give can be a little tricky. It sounds simple, but it's actually, it's, it's a little tricky from a gym owner standpoint. Yeah. And I think big picture, 
we're talking a your social media calendar needs to be thought out it shouldn't just be oh i took a picture of so-and-so doing a thruster i'm going to put it out there you know on the note of like hey this is what we ask yes we have an affiliate right. university and in affiliate university we talk very much about that calendar and how to structure it well to maximize it but it, if you're not working with us you need to be thinking about that so my question to you becomes what should and shouldn't be communicated with your members the obvious stuff yes we're closed for the holiday or because we're hosting a level one or we do have a workshop or we do have a new shirt but what else do we need to be communicating how transparent should we be as a box owner I think you I think you need to be transparent with regard to the things that affect your client base. You know, if we're talking about transparency, I don't, you know, like, for instance, uh, we had a question the other day about uh, should I, how do I communicate to the member base that I'm uh, letting this coach go, to which my response was, you shouldn't, it doesn't matter. And you like, and I somewhat disagree on that. By the way, I heard from him and he said it went really well. He actually used- that's great your your strategy of just like hey it's not working out here he said the coach basically didn't give a shit which kind of you know validates, validates his, right yeah but he was like it's good um you know but you know i'm one who's like hey let's sit down let's talk about it but you're well, either way point is however you decide to communicate that do your members need to know maybe not uh when it comes to uh, however you want to phrase this, like letting go, termination, parting ways, like whatever kind of feel good way you want to label firing somebody, firing somebody is not something personally, and I and I you could use any number of corporations that like we're gonna make an announcement to the world about it, right? Like now I'm not saying that like if the CEO of some of some company gets fired that. But it, typically, that's the only time that becomes mainstream news is like if the head honcho gets fired for some reason by a board of directors, then that's news. But there, you never hear uh, articles or be like the general manager at Target got fired. Like they're not going to send that email out. Or, you know, if you go to Smoothie King and they're like, well, the cashier, you know, we let him go because he was stealing from like, no, you just terminate it and then you move on and if people ask the question you leave it very vague because it really doesn't matter it's not and the point of the point of not creating they're not having that conversation publicly is because it doesn't provide any value to anybody it only serves to you know either smear this person or make me look like the good the good guy or bring drama into this some way when it should just be like you know i'll be like hey jay we're gonna part ways and then people don't see jay for a couple of weeks and they're like Hey, where'd Jay go? We just decided to go, you know, different directions and I wish him the best. And they're like, oh, okay. And that's typically how people will respond if you say it that way. I, I will agree with that. But they're also knowing, you know, you're at a, an affiliate and there's a lot of interactions and there's a lot of, you know, relationships. You do have to find that balance because, you know, you're, if, if, let's use your box, for example. You fire Lindsay. Lindsay's beloved at CrossFit Rice. And obviously I think that's what makes this kind of scenario silly because she is so beloved that you wouldn't fire her, right? But let's just say- I mean, I've fired people she, that I'm, I've fired people that I'm fond of. Yeah, so, and, and most likely if you were fond of them, your members were, so you know- I mean, I'll be honest with you, I would not make an announcement if I fired Lindsay. But, but your members are gonna talk about it which is fine. They're going to talk about it either way, but I'm not going to, some of them will talk about it. That's true. 
not all of them. So I've all I've done is increase the amount of conversation around this thing that is negative. So I, what I'm not suggesting is don't address it. I am saying it doesn't need to be addressed publicly. It can be addressed privately with anybody that wants to have a conversation about it. Yeah, somebody comes which, up to you, hey, right. first of all, if they say, why'd you fire Lindsay? A very easy answer is that's really not your business. Just know it wasn't right. working out. Right. But yeah, and, you know, I guess that's true. And then another thing I you realize is this shit passes so quickly. Like so you think fast. this is going to be months and months of drama. And by Thursday, you know, the new coach is crushing and then no one remembers who Lindsay is. If, if nobody learned the lesson that patience is a virtue via the Glassman fiasco and de-affiliating and any number of other things that happened in 2020, then you're not paying attention. Hey, tell your wife to stop calling you in the basement. Right. Listen, there's like an old, there's actually an old, an old girlfriend. So that, that patience to understand that like that stuff will pass. And if you just kind of don't make a mountain out of a molehill, you'll be better off. Right. So with communicating, it's just like, is this necessary for somebody to know? And if the answer is no, then I'm probably not going to make a public announcement. Now, if it's just cool and I want people to know that, well, then I can just make that decision if I want to. Like, hey, Jay, you know, like everybody, like we're going to announce Jay's 500th workout here at CrossFit Rife. You know, he's still not fit, but he's trying hard, right? So that is worker. worth it, right? Yeah, he's most improved. They that that we can make an announcement, but it, when it comes to things that could potentially be harmful or or create doubt or uh, seeds of of distrust or, or things of that nature. Just, you know, for lack of better terms, like keep them a little bit closer to the vest and address them one-on-one -on -one where you feel it is inappropriate. If somebody's been there for 10 years and they have like real hard beef with it, sit them down and be like, what do you want to know? I will tell you. But, and, and I think what's really insightful there is realizing they're, they're paying customers. They don't need, to, like you said, I go to a Starbucks. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know who's hired, who's fired. Obviously, your relationship with your coach is different than your relationship with your barista. One thing I think when I had my boxes and I tried to be so transparent with my members that I actually think you could be so transparent that you actually add fuel to the drama fire. For sure. Or just think about... Uh, just the nature. So I'm not saying like people are inherently jealous, but jealousy is a thing, right? So if for whatever reason you're, you know, and I would be super happy for you, your box is crushing it, right? And you are paying yourself six figures and you decide to share that with the gym for whatever reason, there will be a portion of people there that will hate you for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm paying you to make money. And I'm like, it's a, that's a weird statement because the answer is yes. Um, but yeah, then 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 it creates a weird scenario. Um, and, and again, like you would never go anywhere and be like, go to a, a restaurant like in, you know, in New York and then walk up to the head chef and be like, hey, uh, this food is amazing. But I'm really concerned that you might be making too much money. Yeah. Is there any other field out there like that? That's it's such a true thing. Like. Members feel like they own you and it's like you you know we've talked about it before how i had a member who was making like bootleg t-shirts i'm like am i allowed to make money like it's like weird to them that they're paying you and then that money is 
you know, putting food on your table. Now, I think I have at least part of the reason for this. At least this is, this is my observation of a dozen years running a box, which is in those scenarios, the reason that people feel that way is because the value that I provide it has such a narrow scope and it basically amounts to, I provide a place for you to come and work out. And this is a, kind of a leadership discussion with regard to communicating and how you communicate and what you communicate and the value that you give people, which is if, if we really unpack what a lot of affiliate owner, which myself included, so I'm throwing myself in this bucket, provide to them, which is okay. So if I strip away the, the services, right? If I strip away, like, okay, the coaching is good and, and you come to this facility and you train, what else do they get? Well, they get so much, but it's hard to quantify. You know, I think- So this is, right, this is where I'm going. This is, now we move into the world of abstract and abstract, and I know we poo-poo on it, does have perceived value, okay? But not in the way that everybody else thinks it does, right? Meaning like the, the community and the, all that. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, it's a service. I think you can say that about any service, right? Like your example of a restaurant, I go to a restaurant, I see the food on my plate, right? I see someone bringing it to me. I see someone cleaning it up. I feel full after where, how do you quantify this dopamine surge that you get out of box, the endorphins, and then ultimately health? Right. And I, and I think the conversation has to, has to pivot a little bit, which is like, okay, once I've got that dialed in, cause that is first and foremost, like I need to provide the service that needs to be good. Place needs to be clean, timely, all those things, professional. Then I think kind of the next level of this is creating an additional attachment or uh, loyalty, if you will, to the brand, which has to do with things like inspiration, mindset, you know, uh, you know, group kind of uh, adhesion or like that community aspect of it. What are you doing as a box owner to communicate those things? And think, so I like, there's a couple of things. So like newsletter, like newsletter is not me, you know, selling stuff. Newsletter is me giving all the information about like successes and wins and things that are coming up that I think would be really cool for people to attend. Um, you know, doing a member highlight, which is this inspiration of like how, you know, Jay finally back squad 185, 50 times, even though the whole world doubted him and he came out on top like Rudy, you know, like those type of things um, or a podcast where you can give people insight into other members and their stories. Um, you know, I write uh, a blog and if anybody wants to check it out, like feel free, like I write a blog on our website um, and it basically goes, um, I write it on when, so it goes out as an email first and then later it gets added onto the blog for CrossFit Rife on CrossFitRife.com. And some of them are funny, some of them are mindset, but they're all, and this is what, this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier that just kind of pushed me towards, which is just start talking to people, right? So the blogs, like I've, I've, I have my own little writing format that I've gravitated towards because I'm a moron, but it's basically like, if you can't read it in three minutes, then I'm not writing it. So they're, they're fairly short. They're typically funny, but there's typically a lesson learned in there. And they're my own stories. They're me. It's like, I went with the eight mile strategy, which is like, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to air all my laundry and tell you all the dumb shit I've ever done and what the outcome was. And in there, it's kind of funny. It's kind of comical and what I got of it at the end. And the number of responses that I've gotten that over the years, cause I've, I've been doing it continuously for like three years. Um, 
is. I've read them. They're good. They're really good. Wally Pip. Yeah, Wally Pip. So there's um, and there's so there's things like that where that is an additional layer of communication with people that adds value to them that has nothing to do with fitness. I mean, you can tie it into fitness, and if you really want to get crazy, you can use this an SEO strategy. But I don't think that's why you should start it. But I think that, you should start it to just communicate with people. And I think the more, you know, there's a difference between being transparent with your members and communicating more with your members. I think something like that, where you're providing value outside of the box, because that's how you get them to understand, oh, this isn't just equipment and a, and a roof over my head. This is my community. I'll give you another example. At the box here, we have a whoop group. Right, all the and and I check it periodically. Do you guys have that before the partnership, or you have it now, or or uh, or just afterwards? Whoop set. You know, obviously we got our whoop through home office, etc. And then uh, I think they also did some more stuff with affiliates. So around the same time, our affiliate you get a discount code. I think any affiliate can do that. But we have a little group in there, and I check it, and I. I really, the, the one thing I look at the most is sleep and recovery for the members, but it's a right. talking point now. When the members come in, Randy was getting like three hours of sleep. And I'm like, dude, you made the qualifiers. You're fit. You're like, why the fuck aren't you sleeping? You know, like, and it's just, it's just another thing to discuss. And, and for him to be like, wow, these guys care about me. Like they're, yeah, now, they're not only, yeah, they're not only thinking about what I'm doing here, but like talk and, and I'm not just being a jerk. Like, Let's talk about what can we do to get you better sleep? Are you trying to go to bed early? Are you, you know, shutting your computer off? So it's not just like get some sleep. It's giving we you. We know you like that downtime, bro. Yeah, we dude. Like I, if I don't get my 12 hours of sleep, I'm a mess. 12 um, hours. <laughs> there's a great, there was, there was a great line in, I think it was Team Wolf. He's like, never play pool against a guy named Fats and always get 12 hours of sleep. Um, so... <laughs> But but point is that type of communication is key. I think the the business stuff, it's okay to put some out there, but you don't need to feel obligated to tell your members everything that's going on in the box because I do think it just stokes those flames of drama. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I I just think that's a weird one, particularly like if you were to just give that information out with lack of context, because you know we've already talked about how how member math and all that stuff, and like, oh, you guys did. I'm making up a number. Like you guys did seventy thousand in revenue last month, and they're just like, well, yeah, but we have thirty five thousand in payroll, and then I pay rent on top of that. Those are are not those are not my numbers, but I'm just saying, if you only gave that number, they'd be like, you're you pocketed seventy thousand dollars, and I'm like uh what no that's not how that works well and my attitude is always you get those members okay you 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 do it hey welcome to my world deal with the hundred people you know be a coach like throw them in front of a class that your members that have been there for a long time and they're stuttering they don't know what to say like you put them in front of a whiteboard you know and and they they forget how to speak english so it's you know, yeah, it, you know, it's one of those careers I think where the how good you are isn't necessarily understood by by your members. The challenge of your role, your job, your position isn't appreciated. So they they look at it as, hey, you're making seventy grand and you're just a coach. Well, yeah, but I study at night. I look at the pro. Like there's so much more that goes into it. 
Well, again, CrossFit is quasi-unique in this sense that most people started very small and the vast majority of their clients were like friends or family members. So there is a little bit of entitlement with there or this, it's the same struggle that an athlete has when they make the transition from being an athlete to being a coach. When I go from being a friend to being a business owner, now we're having a business transaction, right? It's just, it's an odd um struggle for a lot of people to, to make this transition from like, no, no, bro. Like I'm, this is what I'm worth. This is what I'm doing. This is the value you provide. And a lot of times you're actually not worth that at the beginning. You just suck really, really, really bad. Um, people are doing you a favor. And then you start to make that progression. And this is why we'll see. And I've seen it personally. It's just like, not all of the members that you start with many of them will, but not all of them are going to grow with you. They will just always see you as the person that they knew who wasn't that great when you started and that's okay. That's fine. It doesn't mean we have to get shitty about it. Um, but there is a growth that happens there. And in that growth, what you should be working on are your communication skills, like whether it's oral, whether it's written, um, however you're going to do that, whether it's, it's, it's video, um, all of that stuff. And you have to figure out, and what I found is best is like pick one that you're most comfortable with and do that one consistently, whether it's writing a blog, uh, whether it's podcasting, whether it's doing regular videos in there, and then slowly start layering on other types of communication that can either be you or be other people. So we've given a couple of them, which is like the newsletter, like highlight awesome things that are happening in the gym. That's inspiration. It's awareness. Like it's around all these other things that you can do for people, right? Um, you can do member highlights. You can tell their stories. You can do a podcast and tell their stories. You can, you know, like write a blog about mindset or training. If, if that's your thing, like write that, like that is just free guidance and information for people. You can educate them. Um, so something that I think people should take uh, more advantage of and, and Cassidy, I've been batting around different ideas that do this is do like a regular Q and a, like we do our Patreon Q and a, you sh every gym should do like a monthly or bi-weekly Q&A on a topic of some sort and then do it that way. So you should do that Q&A like on a regular basis, like whether, whether it's whether it's that or some other type of version for that. So there, there's just a couple of ideas on how to communicate with people in addition to all of the regularly scheduled logistical things that need to happen for people just to be aware of like what's going on in the facility. You know, I think yeah. I talked about it before, like we sent, I send my Wednesday email and then we send a Sunday email every Sunday with, so like, you're going to get two emails from us a week, but they're pertinent, right? One is like, Hey, the mindset stuff. And if people don't read them, great, whatever. And the other one is like, here's things going on in the gym. Here's what you need to be aware of. I, yeah. I think to summarize that it's provide the value, be consistent with it and just really consider what you're sharing with them and do you need to share that with them? In other right. words, the behind the, thing, the scenes, the behind closed doors don't need to be shared with your member. I feel like no. because it's a community, because there's a lot of involvement, we feel like, okay, okay, I got to tell them everything. No, start small. You know, we, we start with one thing, whether it's a, a newsletter or I love the Q&A idea and then just be consistent with it. And a little tip here for everybody is like make the frequency less frequent on the front end. So don't make it weekly at first. Do it 
monthly or bi-weekly. And when you can hit that mark every single time, then bump up the volume because now you've created a thing that people expect. And if you put that out there and you don't deliver on it and then you take it away, you will hear about it. Just like you hear about everything in the gym. So be like, hey, why don't you, why'd you stop doing the Q&A? And I'm like, you were never once on the Q&A. And they're like, yeah, but I like to listen to it afterwards. And I'm like, touche, you got it. No different than like, oh, why'd you go to the Thursday, you know, 7 p.m. class? You never were, you would never <laughs> showed up. But I, I was going to, I was going, yeah. yeah. So, you know, really when it comes to communication with your members, more than better, like anything else, better is better. And by better, we mean be consistent and provide value with it. And from there, you, your members will appreciate it and let it grow. I, I agree with you, Fern. Box owners try to do too much too soon and then wind up doing nothing. So whether it's monthly, you know, bi-monthly or weekly, just make sure you're gonna stick with it. Put it in your calendar. Hey, I'm sure for at the beginning, at least for you was like, hey, it's Wednesday. I need to get this out there. Now it's just part of your life, part of your schedule, but you, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And because if you're going to do it well, there are more things that are going to entail whatever this communication may be, whether it's like making a draft and collecting, you know, either video or picture assets and then adding them in there. So it doesn't look like this, you know, you know, ratty ass email, right? Like if I want it to be good and provide the value, it's going to take a little bit more time, which means you should spread it out, give yourself enough leeway and enough uh, runway in order to make that happen. So, but the point is like, you should be figuring out different ways to communicate with people, you know, and communicate with them, like you said, on a regular basis. And then you'll figure out, I think every, most gym owners are, they're all very different and figure out which one of those is like your niche. Like I would have never thought in a millionaires, and I don't know anybody that has ever known me for my whole life that would consider me to be a writer, um, but I write a lot now. So, and you get better at it. And I would I would use that as an opportunity to challenge yourself. If you struggle with writing, or you struggle with a Q and A, or struggle with a live video, do it. I mean, as a box owner, you should be growing and challenging yourself there, and yeah. your members will notice and appreciate it. And it's going to make you a better leader, a better coach too. Right. So. There again, just to, to wrap that up, guys, like you can never communicate too much. You just have to figure out like what it is you're communicating. Um, but then more importantly, for, for the purposes of getting it out there, you should communicate it everywhere. And then there's a whole nother discussion about repurposing content on different media platforms and stuff like that. Um, you could back yourself into that and, and quasi figure it out if you just started communicating on a regular basis you go through. If you guys have questions, you're like wondering about different ways to kind of like how to do this, just DM us. We're happy to have that chat with you guys. But the short answer is going to be do it all, figure out what your niche is, go through the process of the trial and error, um, and, and you will settle into something that is unique to you that your members will appreciate. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.